Thanks for listening to our Cyber Wellness Podcast. I'm your host, Grace, and here at ZachDev Services, we aim to educate the new generation of parents about how technology has transformed the landscape of modern parenting. So the first thing I want to talk about is the current parenting situation. Let's just address the elephant in the room, the coronavirus pandemic. It's no secret that it has drastically changed the landscape of today's society. Entire countries going through a lockdown, travel restrictions, everyone constantly stuck in the house with each other. Parents around the world are watching their children adjusting into an all-consuming digital life. I know since the pandemic hit, a lot of parents, myself included, have relaxed their restrictions on screen time. And why is that? It helps to keep their child distracted, right? They need to be entertained. They need to be engaged. And there's only so much that we can do every day, especially if we're working from home. And I know for my oldest, she had a switch, but then of course my other two were always asking her to play it. So I was like, oh, I'll just get them switches as well. You can get the Switch Lite. It's so much cheaper. They were sold out everywhere. It seemed like all of the parents had the same idea at the same time. Getting your child some type of electronic, something to do to keep them occupied. And it's crazy thinking back to fall of 2020 when you couldn't find any type of electronic gaming system anywhere online unless it was upcharged by like hundreds of dollars. But you know what there was plenty of on the shelves? School supplies. They no longer need backpacks and glue sticks and loose leaf paper. Now they need computers and tablets and phones. Electronics have really become the centerpiece of not just entertainment, but now learning. And not only just entertainment and learning, but also their social life. I mean, think about it. If kids can't meet up in person, what other options do they really have to socialize other than to meet up online? I know that my 10-year-old is constantly getting distracted when she's supposed to be in a Google Meet, and all of a sudden I look over at her and I see her just typing and smiling and giggling to herself, and I'm like, uh, hey, what are you doing over there? Oh, nothing, nothing. So, of course, I go over to investigate, and she has Google Hangouts open, and she's chatting with her friends about their avatars that they're using in class, and, oh, where'd you get the picture for that? It's hard. It's hard to tell them, no, don't talk to each other, because if they were in the classroom, they'd be doing the same thing, whether they were whispering to each other behind the teacher's back or even chatting about something during lunch or recess. They don't have that anymore. And I know even as of 2021, with things having been the way that they have since the pandemic started, child psychologists around the world are still constantly encouraging parents to acknowledge the importance of understanding how to gauge their child's screen time not just for school, but also for recreational purposes, which most of the time seems impossible, right? I know for my high schooler, the amount of work that she was getting assigned on a daily basis kept her on her Chromebook for upwards of 12 to 14 hours a day, and that was just for school. So what is the best way to manage our child's screen time during the pandemic? School used to be one of the few places where kids with daily screen time could practice the act of cyber wellness, being away from devices. But now that we're in the era where we are, 
Distance learning is going to be the norm for the foreseeable future. School is screens. We take a look at this screen time overdrive and what it might do to kids and how parents might best manage their brave new blue-lit world. But who knows? Online high schools used to be relatively uncommon and reserved only for those who needed some sort of supplement for homeschooling. But now, a lot of parents are electing for an online high school for their child in lieu of traditional schooling online. I know this is something that we decided to do for my teen that I mentioned earlier. She was struggling to keep up with the workload and the short deadlines. Now that we have her enrolled in an online international high school, it's all self-paced, so she can still get the same amount of work done, but the subjects that she needs a little extra time in, she can take the extra time. The subjects she doesn't need as much time in, she flies through them and that makes time for something else. So it's really working out great for us, but also online learning is difficult and there's a lot of kids that are really struggling with it. I mean, honestly, I know adults who have done online learning courses for college and have really struggled with it. Everyone has different learning styles and what works best for them. And the pandemic has really thrown a wrench in things because you can't say, oh no, I learned better with someone in front of me, so I'll just drive to campus. The pandemic hasn't just changed the style of teaching and learning, but also parenting. Think about the teen that was previously grounded from electronics because of social media. And now, here you are ungrounding them from electronics because they have to have access to the digital world because of school. Or what about younger kids that were previously begging for their first phone or iPad and we swore that they were too young for it, but next thing you know, they're receiving early birthday gifts. Schools are even issuing laptops and hotspots so that low-income children can still have the same opportunities as everyone else. We have to accept that schools are relying heavily on online learning, which means, again, students' lives will be centered around screens. So this is going to require a shift from the old way of thinking about screen usage. And I think that starting the practice of cyber wellness now is going to make a huge difference because it's going to help parents to start creating safe guidelines for their child's screen usage. We are witnessing the new generation of children spending 12 to 14 hours a day in front of their computer screen doing synchronous and asynchronous learning. And when they walk away to take a break and go to the kitchen, grab a snack, they usually have their phone in their hand scrolling through social media. Doesn't that sound exhausting? While looking at my kids learning from home, it really seems like time-based screen limits no longer make sense. For the new generation, we have to take note that quality matters just as much as quantity. I've realized that setting time limits doesn't take into consideration what our child is doing online, who they're connecting with, the indirect bullying that's taking place, and most importantly, the development of our child's individual temperament. As adults, we all know that screens and technology are not inherently good or bad, but they're really powerful tools that can either influence them positively or distract them negatively. I personally suggest that by teaching the responsibility of being an upstanding online citizen, they need to be introduced to the term cyber wellness through discussing the family's non-negotiables such as sleep, exercise, time outside, household chores. These are all things that they should be getting done each day that don't have anything to do with electronics. Fun media time should come second to all of that. 
Why not have a family meeting to discuss it with a spark of fun? I think that'll make a huge difference if you're talking about limiting time on social media over a plate of cheese fries and pizza. This is your opportunity to explain that, yes, there might be a lot more screen time when we have work and school and things that need to get done on a screen, but that doesn't mean that we can't also have offline time together, even if it needs to be scheduled. Starting a tradition like this will help everyone understand the family's values. And this is where you can create screen-free zones as well that really amplify those values. That could mean no screens in the bedroom, no screens during mealtimes. Your child will honestly feel relieved by these rules as they start welcoming the practice of cyber wellness as a family. Of course, for most of us, work gets in the way of modeling as much screen-free behavior as we would like to have. With constant emails, phone calls, and Zoom meetings, It can be difficult to just power down and take a break. If you have younger kids at home, it can be difficult to explain to them why you seem to be tied to a screen all day. Try and take the time to talk about it with them and be really clear about why you have to answer this work matter right now and that you will put away your phone once everything is done. Based on Zach Dev's research on tech parenting, the brains of this new generation of children are considered plastic as their curiosity and flexibility really helps them to quickly adapt and shift to changing circumstances. And this really helps them find satisfaction in an offline world. But the longer they immerse themselves within this world of digital stimulation, the harder it's going to be for them to appreciate the offline world. This addiction can eventually cause so many issues, anxiety, depression, obesity. But don't worry. It's not too late to start introducing the act of cyber wellness through the implementation of usage rules. Maybe turning off the Wi-Fi except during school hours. Or using parental control apps to help limit your child's online usage when they're not in school. You can even consider setting screen-free zones like I mentioned earlier at the dinner table or in the bedroom. I know for our 10 and 5-year-old, we have them all get off electronics half an hour before bed. It's really a great opportunity for them to start winding down and pick up a book or a puzzle or just have a conversation with another family member. I have to emphasize that leading by example and showing them the responsible usage of technology really does go a long way. Sometimes you just have to ask yourself, what do I absolutely have to get done for work today and what can wait until tomorrow? I know personally, I have a habit of reading emails as soon as they come in and trying to immediately send a response or take some sort of action on them. And from everything that I've read about productivity, this is actually a terrible idea. You just need to set a certain number of times each day that you're going to check emails and respond to them and then stick to it. You would be surprised how much time you're able to free up to complete other tasks. Okay, let's recap. So it's important to know that our children's heavy internet usage does not necessarily cause problems on its own, because after all, we have to acknowledge that the internet has become an essential tool of their lives. We can't expect our children to become perfect overnight, but we can start setting expectations now by letting them know that we're monitoring, seeing what's going on, setting expectations, and hoping that they'll talk to us about it. Of course, whenever they start breaking the rules and expectations that have been set, you just need to sit down with them and discuss it with an open mind. 
You can say, hey, I saw this. Can you tell me more about it? You knew I was going to be spot checking and this concerned me because fill in the blank. Perhaps their teacher had asked them to do additional research for some class. And by the time they remembered, it was already about time for bed, so they were scrambling to find the information they needed. This could be addressed in a number of ways. But personally, I would probably tell them that, hey, next time just let me know before you do it. Who knows, maybe I already know the answer that they were trying to Google and I could have saved them some time. Now, on the other hand, if they are just trying to be sneaky and Snapchat their friends, the consequence could be to tighten up on monitoring until the trust is repaired. Or if a friend has been hurt by online confrontations or bullying, make them follow up with a face-to-face conversation. It is highly encouraged that the act of cyber wellness is adopted in each household as it introduces the practice of having disciplined time away from devices. That way they can disconnect and interact with activities in the physical world. Our children really need a brain break every 15 to 20 minutes or so. Something you could try is setting a timer for 20 minutes that will prompt your child to get off electronics, look at something at least 20 feet away for at least 20 seconds. I personally use Pomodoro method, where I'll work for 20 minutes and then take a five-minute break. After four cycles, I take a longer break, like 20 to 30 minutes. It's a good opportunity to get up and stretch, get some water or a small snack, step out on the balcony for some fresh air. The possibilities are endless. It's just really important to get away from the screen for a little bit. It's difficult for children to do that during class time because obviously you don't want them to get up and wander off camera in the middle of a lesson but they can definitely take the opportunity to utilize this technique while working on homework later in the day. You can even make it more fun for them by letting them pick out their timing system. There's tons of options to choose from online. You can get a classic kitchen timer that ticks every second, digital timers that beep on completion, or my personal favorite, an hourglass filled with sand. I found a really cool set that has different increments and different amounts of time in them. So there's one that has 5 minutes, 10, 15, and 30 minutes. And there's something about having that visual aid so you can see how much time you have left that really motivates me. Anyway, take some time to enjoy something offline and help them develop the routine of cyber wellness. Bonding and building the relationship with your child is important and it helps them understand that you are the person they can go to whenever they face a problem online. Whether they're stuck on homework or a victim of cyberbullying, having that relationship with them is crucial. Thanks for listening to our podcast. For more useful parenting articles on cyber wellness, please visit us at www.zacdev.services today.